ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय titled as the subterranean heavenly planets and our specific focus will be on text number 9 so i'll we'll directly go to the uh, word to word translation yeshu yeshu in those lower planetary systems in those lower planetary systems maharaja maharaja oh my dear king oh my dear king mayena mayena by the demon named maya by the demon named maya maya vina maya vina possessing advanced knowledge possessing advanced knowledge in the construction of material comforts in the construction of material comforts vinirmita vinirmita constructed constructed puraha city city nana mani pravar nana mani pravar of valuable gems of valuable gems praveka praveka with excellent with excellent virachita virachita constructed constructed vichitra vichitra wonderful wonderful bhavana bhavana houses houses prakar prakar walls walls gopura gopura gates gates sabha sabha legislative meeting rooms legislative meeting rooms chaitya chaitya temples temples chatvar chatvar schools ayatana adibhi ayatana adibhi with hotels or recreation halls and so on with hotels recreation halls and so on nag Naga. of living entities with snake like bodies of living entities with snake like asura of demons or godless persons of demons or godless mithuna mithuna by couples paravat pigeon shukapa shukha parrots sarika sarika minus minus akirna crowded krittrima Artificial, artificial, bhumi bhi, bhumi bhi, possessing areas, vivara ishvara, of the leaders of the planets, of the leaders of the planets, gruha uttamai, with first class houses, with first class houses, samalang krita, samalang krita, decorated, decorated, chakasati, chakasati, shine magnificent, shine magnificently, translation. my dear king in the imitation heavens my dear king in dear the king. imitation heavens known as bilaswarga there is a great demon named maya dana who is an expert artist and architect he has constructed many brilliantly decorated cities there are many wonderful houses walls gates assembly houses temples yards and temple compounds as well as many hotels serving as residential quarters for foreigners the houses for the leaders of these planets are constructed with the most 
valuable jewels and they are always crowded with living entities known as nagas and asuras as well as many pigeons parrots and similar birds <coughs> all in all these imitation heavenly cities are most beautifully situated and attractively decorated so the word imitation is coming many times though it is called as heaven it is called as imitation heaven so we'll focus on that text 10 there's no purport uh, so we'll go to text 10 the parks and gardens in the artificial heavens surpass in beauty those of the upper heavenly planets the trees in those gardens embraced by creepers bent with a heavy burden of twigs with fruits and flowers and therefore they appear extraordinarily beautiful that beauty could attract anyone and make his mind fully blossom in the pleasure of sense gratification there are many lakes and reservoirs with clear transparent water agitated by jumping fish and decorated with many flowers such as lilies kuvalayas kalas and blue and red lotuses pairs of chakravakas and many other water birds nest in the lakes and always enjoy in a happy mood making sweet pleasant vibrations that are very satisfying and conducive to enjoyment of the senses no purport so we we'll proceed to text 11 since there is no sunshine in those subterranean planets time is not divided into days and nights and consequently fear produced by time does not exist text 12 Many great serpents reside there with gems on their hoods and the effulgence of these gems dissipate the dissipates the darkness in all directions. Text 13 Since the residents of these planets drink and bathe in juices and elixirs made from wonderful herbs they are free from all anxieties and physical diseases. they have no experience of gray hair wrinkles or invalidity so their bodily lusters do not fade their perspiration does not cause a bad smell and they are not troubled by fatigue or by lack of energy or enthusiasm due to old age they live very auspiciously and do not fear death from anything but death's established time which is the effulgence of the sudarshan chakra of the supreme personality of godhead that is the anticlimax <laughs> of everything so <laughs> taking us on a crescendo and then it brought us down last verse text 40 purport vishala prabhupati this is the defect of material existence everything in the subterranean heavens is very nicely arranged there are well situated residential quarters there is a pleasing atmosphere and there are no bodily inconveniences or mental anxieties but nevertheless those who live there have to take another birth according to karma persons whose minds are dull cannot understand this defect of a materialistic civilization aiming at material comforts one may make his living conditions very pleasing one may make his living conditions very pleasing for the senses but despite all favorable conditions one must in due course of time meet death the members of a demonic civilization endeavor to make their living conditions very comfortable 
the members of a demonic civilization endeavor to make their living conditions very comfortable but they cannot check death the influence of the sudarshan chakra will not allow their so called material happiness to endure the influence of the sudarshan chakra will not allow their so called material happiness to endure om agyana timirandhasya gyanaanjana shalakaya chakshurun militanyena tasmay sri gurave namaha श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्ट स्थापित भूतले स्वयं कदाम ददाती स्वदातिक मुखाकोतिचालम पंगुम लंघाते गिरीपातमंदे श्रीगुरूदीनताचाकतरोभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनिद्वैतवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 सो the shrimad bhagavatam continues its description of the vedic cosmology in the previous chapter it described the movement of the sun sun planet and it described the movement of the sun in great detail and from there it briefly continued its discussion on planets which are above the earth planet sun is also above the earth planet so after describing the sun it continued its description of planets which are above the earthly planets and specifically it chose rahu now there are so many heavenly planets that are there above the earthly planets but specifically it chose rahu why rahu could have been discussed in any other chapter also but it is described under the chapter subterranean heavenly planets though actually rahu is above the earth and planets which are below the earth are called as subterranean heavenly planets that is because of the malefic nature of rahu so subterranean in in one sense just doesn't mean below the earth geographically yes it means below the earth but subterranean word indicates malefic intention to krishna's intentions something opposite to the lord's intention and we'll discuss more on that now today so this rahu is being discussed under this particular chapter rahu is discussed and the trouble that rahu creates is also discussed in this chapter nevertheless as much as it was described in today's verse it is described in the earlier verses also that this rahu is also under the control of sudarshan chakra as much as as much as the inhabitants of the subterranean heavenly planets are also under the control of sudarshan chakra moving on from rahu it comes closer down towards the earth it keeps moving down and then it moves to describing briefly siddha loka charana loka and vidyadhara loka and then it comes further down towards the earth and it talks about antariksh which we call as space scientists call as space up to which our so called rockets may go and hover around there and come back at best that's where that's where we have reached in technology so antariksh is the vast space above the earth but who inhabits this antariksh ghosts <laughs> ghosts are inhabitants and then it moves down to where we all are which is planet earth but it doesn't describe earth 
because earthly planetary systems have already been described in previous chapters so it directly moves down now in this chapter to describing the subterranean heavenly planets planets which are situated below the earth interestingly it says that the planetary systems which are below the earth in terms of their dimensions they are very similar to the earth nevertheless in terms of their beauty the beauty of these planets is no comparison to the beauty of the earth if we lose something shall i sorry So now it's describing the Srimad Bhagavatam comes down, down, down towards the earth and now it's going below the earth. So though in terms of measurement and size, the subterranean heavenly planets are very similar to the earth, in terms of their beauty, there is no comparison to the beauty that we see in earthly planets. It is mentioned therefore here that the houses are extremely beautiful, the gardens are extremely beautiful, the places of sense enjoyment are even more opulent than those found even in the higher heavenly planets. This is amazing. Right? That day I was passing by and then we were driving past Albert Park and there was a little house on sale and there was a man with a tie standing outside. He said, what is this? It looked like a matchbox to me, that house in Albert Park. They call it a house. Okay. Everything is attached. One, one house is attached to another, attached to another, attached to another. So we went inside to see what's the house. It was like a dungeon, I can tell you. <laughs> in India, we have this first class compartment, second class compartment and third class compartment. In India, we have that trains which go here and there, Bharatiya <laughs> like that. So if you go to the first class compartment and you enter the train, you have a very narrow corridor. No, only one person can walk through the corridor like this. And then you have rooms coming out on each side of it. Right? And all those rooms are like matchbox. And then when you look up, there is no sunlight. There is a small hole that they have created, put a glass and they call it as what? Sun roof or something like that. Right? Sunlight can come inside. And then I asked, what is the owner expecting? And he said, 1.5 million dollars for the dungeon. <laughs> right, 1.5 million, which a common man will find. You know, struggle throughout his lifetime to pay. Unless one is very adept at having made already money through buying many houses and selling. For a salaried person, extremely difficult. Like that. So, in this material world, we see that even such matchboxes are extremely expensive. And even if you pay that much, really one will not be satisfied staying there. Nobody can stay in that house. I was telling my wife also, that how can someone live here? I mean, there is no sunlight. Sunlight is basically you need, no? otherwise you get depressed. Okay, better to live in a modest apartment where all sides sunlight is coming inside. At least there is some life there, right? Who wants a dungeon? 1.5 million dollar dungeon, right? And, and it's obviously, they are so close to each other, these houses, so dangerously close, more than even apartments. You know? They don't even offer a privacy of an apartment. So dangerously close. Just stuck to one another, one another, one another. It's a row of houses. Right? No space in between. So there will be no privacy also. Right? Moment you do something, neighbor will complain. <laughs> and then for 1.5 million, again, you, you can't even do kirtan inside that house. Because you never know who the neighbor is and that fellow will complain. This is right. this price is maybe ten year old. Ten year old price, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he told one point five. Nowadays when you when they say one point five it goes at you know, two minimum million. Two point two. They tell always three hundred, four hundred thousand less. You know, so to attract people. But anyway, so this is the nature of this material world. Even if you know when you pay, you can't get opulence. <laughs> Whereas in these subterranean heavenly planets, there are houses which are described, which are much, much more beautiful. Now why or is this beauty provided in the subterranean heavenly planets? That is because, Prabhupada writes here, that demons have a very high standard of enjoyment. <laughs> Our standard of enjoyment is also left to the dungeon only. And we think that I have a very beautiful address, Albert Park, prestigious address. But 
it is for outsiders to show but when you come inside the house you can't enjoy because there is no sunlight inside you all the time you have to keep that and even when that fellow on i told him on the switch when he on the switch there is one some light is coming and i'm wondering is this the light that i want to live inside even artificial light is not enough in that house it's like just enough to see each other that's all it's very very depressing like that so and i heard also that that house went for some you know, exorbitant price over what the tigero was selling <laughs> so this is the material world right but the demons have a much higher standard of enjoyment than us <laughs> they will not settle for this level of enjoyment they want much higher enjoyment. look at it when you come to the temple look at the lighting here so beautifully done and the devotees who have painted this so artistically they have done you know i was amazed when i saw this first time i really paid real attention to you know all the walls here such a fine taste it's got a very subtle kind of a color which is not very uh, it doesn't hits the eye it's very pleasant to look at this is how it should be and then it is now enhanced by all these beautiful chandeliers there is nice like when you come inside you feel like you're coming somewhere where you get some peace and then when you look at the deities then obviously they are the most beautiful aspect of this temple right so this is how a place should be now coming back to the subterranean heavenly planets these demons have a much uh, high standard of sense enjoyment and it is said that the inhabitants who live here they are called as daityas danavas and nagas and they live as householders these people all these people are grihasthas mostly <laughs> they live as householders fully engaged in illusory material happiness that too without any disturbances there is no monday to go to office i think there no disturbance all weekend only <laughs> enjoy right no old age nothing even their bodies do not give foul odor there are no wrinkles on the body if someone reads this even think this is the goal of life this is where i want to go i am willing to do anything to go here right like one i was hearing to one lecture by gorang prabhu one prerna lecture few, few days back and he was saying that once a drunkard was asked don't drink so much he said what is the problem in drinking he said you will go to hell the devotee said you will go to hell if you drink so much so he said yes i go to hell okay but then my uh, father is also drinking he said he will also go to hell then he said my friends are also drinking my best friend he said they will also go to hell and then we said what happens in hell you know they said all of you will go together to hell right and then he said it that doesn't matter no no problem if i go down to hell and then you know everybody is drinking that's what i'm doing here also so very nice you know i can eternally go there and then get sit and then drink with them right so the mentality is like that to enjoy to enjoy uninterruptedly because beyond that sphere of enjoyment the consciousness has not developed that there is something higher to this to existence and the lord recognizes this and therefore creates such places also to satisfy every living entity bhagavan god is described as aishwaryasya samagrasya viryasya esasriya jnana vairagya saiva shannam bhagaitinna this is the definition of god god means a person who has got all name all fame all power all beauty all wealth but despite having all this god has got one quality which is renunciation all all renunciation now what is this renunciation yes he is not attached to his material existence that is one level of renunciation but the highest realize highest renunciation of the lord can be seen that he is willing to give those people also enjoyment according to their free will who do not regard him at all as the creator can any human being have this kind of renunciation even in this material world even those people who are good people who do good for other living entities they say i don't expect anything i did so much for these lepers i brought them from the streets i opened this leper home lepers is people who have leprosy right i did so much at least the leper can say a thank you to me 
एटलीस्ट ही कैन एक्नोलेज दैट बिकॉज ऑफ मी ही हैज गॉट दिस होप एटलीस्ट टूमोरो वेन आई एम लाइन डाउन सिक the leper will come and give me some water so even the people who are in the highest mode of goodness they also expect something as devotees don't we expect we also expect prabhu ji i invited that person home for prasadam <laughs> two times not even once they have invited him <laughs> right so when we do something there is automatically an expectation that comes that i want to be that this person also should reciprocate me with me in some way now look at the lord the lord pronunciation these asuras they don't even acknowledge the lord but still because these people desire enjoyment the lord is providing them a very high quality of enjoyment in the subterranean heavenly planets beautiful gardens lakes right everything he is giving them which creator will do this that i will do something i am only interested in giving you what you want whether you acknowledge me or not i love you unconditionally i am giving you this you may not even look at me today even parents will not do this for their children parents also say that we have done so much yesterday only one father came to my house he was lamenting my child is not even you know is come of age little bit now 7th grade or 8th grade something like that and he was saying that you know son is very completely different now completely not acknowledging me at all don't disturb me yes <laughs> go Why you are entering my room? <laughs> Don't disturb <laughs> like that. Okay, so this is the nature of the material world, and here is the supreme father who says, "No problem, my dear son. I will not disturb you. How can I serve you? I want material enjoyment. Just leave me in my room alone. In my room, I want gardens. I want ladies for enjoying. I want wine. <laughs> Give me all that and get the hell out of here." Lord says, "Thank you, Vaidya. Yeah, sure, my dear." i do it for you this is the renunciation of god who can be so renounced in this world right so when i when you look at the opulence in the subterranean heavenly planets this aspect of the lord you know we can we can really relish how he is so detached yet so loving that he gives you whatever you want whatever you have desired they have temple as they have temple also there yeah right Just said, no? Yeah, yeah, I was also wondering. <laughs> Because the Lord says, you rascals also, if you so desire, I, there is one temple also. <laughs> if you one day realize and get scared of the Sudarshan Chakra, you may visit the temple if you want. To. I have provided for you. Tomorrow you should not blame me that you didn't give me an escape route out of this, right? So he provides that also. So how much he has thought about them? Just imagine. Which father will think so much? They enter to hell with you. After some time, you either obey me or not. One one money from one paisa, one dollar from property will come to you, which <laughs> you don't expect. But here, I give you everything unconditionally. Right? The only Bhagavan can do that. That is why he is called as Bhagavan. Right? Nobody else can be so renounced yet so loving. Usually, when people get power, what happens? They say, "I am the controller. You please understand." now this office runs under my jurisdiction either you align or you thank you very much you can leave <laughs> you know that's how it is moment you get power then you want to control others my way or the highway this controlling tendency is there but the lord is very impartial so the subterranean heavenly planets actually projects the impartial nature of the lord towards jeevas who don't have anything to do with but still the lord is providing it who can be so impartial than this lord in fact when we study the third canto of shrimad bhagavatam it is mentioned there that this entire creation is the summam bonam or the sigma or the summation of the desires of all living This whole creation is the summation of the desires of all living entities. Right. Now, it's not. If we dive a little bit deeply, it's not very difficult to understand this. Why the Lord has created this kind of kind of a cosmos? At the very top is the spiritual world, which is the there is Vaikuntha, which is the effulgence of the Lord, which is full of light, 
right? The divine light. And within that light are floating various planets. Some are in the ground floor planets, some are between planets, and then the highest is Golodunda, right? So the Lord has provided that, right, in the spiritual world. And then he has created the material world. But in between also he has created a Viraja river. Just in case you are not decided which side of the wall you are. <laughs> right? So there is Viraja river for those people. You have no attraction for the Lord, but you have no attraction for the material world also. So you stay in between. He has provided that also, sitting on the fence people. Right? Viraja river attainment. Right? And then the material world starts from the highest planet Brahma Loka and it's coming down from the from the point of view of earth we have the earthly planets then the heavenly planets and then the subtle planets which are on top which are the subtle material planets Mahar Loka, Tapa Loka, Jana Loka, Satya Loka and then we have Swarga Loka where now the enjoyment becomes more gross and gross then we come to earth which is gross and then it goes down to the Subterranean heavenly planets again. It's not that below it, it's called as hellish planets. It is subterranean heavenly planets. Where it is again gross yet fine. For example, you may wonder what is gross and fine. Drinking alcohol is a gross enjoyment. But even that, somebody will say, I don't take country liquor. I go for the best wine. <laughs> Italian wine. Right? I have, and then the wife will also boast. There was one lady I met many, many years back. She said, my husband has got, is a connoisseur of taste. He's got fine taste of wine. <laughs> so they pride themselves, you know, in terms of the fineness in doing something which is gross. Right? So that is also there. So, these subterranean heavenly planets are there. And then below that, we have the court. <laughs> the court of judgment, which is called as Pitralok. That is the place from which everyone is allocated their places. For example, I used to work in a manufacturing company many years back. So when I used to enter the office, I used to see people waiting outside. There were a lot of laborers who used to wait outside. For us, we show the gate pass, he will allow you inside. And then there are those managers who are driving past the gate automatically open, they go in like that. Okay. So then there were laborers who are waiting outside. And every day these laborers will come and look for a job, temporary job there. So everyone is allocated. Hey, you. Building number C, toilet. You, building number 4, kitchen. You, building number this. So, the Pitrullok is like that. The core or the judgment. Or, where Yamaraj is sitting and then he says, Hey, you, subterranean heavenly planet number 3. You, Swargaloka, number 4. You, what is that in Jambudvi? What is that loka? Some Varsha. We forgot also <laughs> what Varsha they are. Ilavrita Varsha. You go there. You, okay, okay. Raped, murdered, okay. Kumbipaka, Andhasamishra, 26 hellish planets which are below that. So it is not that these lokas, just because they are below the earth, it is not that they are hellish planets. They are still considered subterranean heavenly planets. And the Lord has created separate hellish planet also. Right? So it's not that atheist people who are not pious are sent to hellish planets. That's how kind our Lord is. Right? Atheists also who are who or maybe good human beings, but atheists, for them this provision is given to enjoy. At least they are not, you know, uh, doing highly sinful activities, right? But they don't consider the Lord. So, okay, you desire to enjoy, based on your karma, I will give you enjoyment. In such a place where you can't think of, okay? But I will give you some temple. There also there is one temple there. <laughs> right? So, this is the beautiful creation of the Lord. Summum bonum of desires of all living entities. The Lord provides even for the animals, right? He provides for the animals also. When we see National Geography, every time I see National Geography, you know, it's amazing how the Lord takes care of every single living entity. Today in my house, when I was taking, you know, when I went for taking bath, I saw because now it's summer is coming you know, slowly, so those black ants have started coming from somewhere. So I saw all of them are coming and congregated in one place. They were having a meeting this morning in my house, the bathroom, right? And they were all congregated around something which apparently looked like some food for them. I didn't provide that. <laughs> Somewhere it has come from. So, Lord provides even for those people. Right? In one corner of a bathroom of, you know, uh, one apartment <laughs> in Canterbury Road. <laughs> right? So, he provides for them. Also. I was thinking, my goodness, they are also being provided for like that. Right? And when you see National Geography, you see that the Lord provides in the most remotest place. In Siberia, he provides some food to some animal. Right? 
that animal is hungry and incidentally something else is coming and then the animal latches on the polar bear is eating something right it digs 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 under the snow it finds something so the lord is providing everywhere who can provide like this right so of course these lower uh, beings they have no evolved consciousness to think of anything higher if you see the consciousness if you see this animal life in national geographics actually trust me if you see national geographic really from the lens of the scripture it is a horror movie national geographic animal channel is the most horror movie that you can ever see because all that horror where where that horror which you where the tongue of the ghost comes out exorcist and whatever you know evil dead and all those things which we have see right okay fine uh, ooh, whatever after the what it come at you it will pierce you with nails and suck your blood you are dead but this animal life you are neither living nor dying all the time the animal the bird is looking at this imagine this is worse than one time death. every moment you are worried that some other bigger species eagle is coming from top eating me tiger is coming from behind eating me does anyone want this kind of existence and then on top of that it is said there is global warming and because of global warming they are not in their natural habitat anymore so they have to struggle for the same food now because man has taken away the food which god has provided right man has ruined this earth right so they are they are now they, they said these animals have to come out of wherever naturally they used to get food and take higher risks just for one meal higher risks and when they come out all these vultures are waiting for them right i saw that day elephants and a small very cute baby elephant which is walking between the four big trunks of her mother is going and all the elephants are congregated around and one tiger is watching <laughs> i am thinking do i want to be born as an elephant no way in hindi we say nazar hati to durghatna ghati moment that elephant takes away the eye tiger will die pounds and those elephants are also scared so they are all congregated together trust me even if two three elephants fight with each thankfully elephants don't have you know that kind of fighting i don't want to talk to you from tomorrow at least they don't do that correct at least they are together right but imagine if the envy if if they develop some envy and each elephant goes its way finish the baby elephant is the mother elephant will be finished first bigger me <laughs> one elephant can hurt correct so this is horror movie right and when you really think you don't want this kind of birth in the next lifetime right being born in you know in siberia in somewhere you know where you are hunting for our next meal right worst type of horror hmm? so these people don't have the, the, this animal species they, they can't even inquire about the purpose of existence but human beings have been given this intelligence human species is the only species if we lose this we are finished where we can inquire but even amongst humans even though this power of inquiry is given again human beings are of three types people who desire bhakti who desire mukti and very few who desire bhakti right very rare species devotees are extremely rare species if you are sitting in this temple we are very rare we are the rarest of rarest of aryans or the most evolved species so if we subdivide the sum total of desires even of human beings there is amazing so many permutations and combinations of desires of living entities and the lord has beautifully provided in this cosmos for each type i was just noting down some of this again this morning only some some thoughts and then just noting down this there are people who want unrestricted sense gratification to hell with this whole world to hell with the rules and regulations of this world this is typically those drivers in canterbury road sometimes i hear that like that that fellow will race race that new motorbike right i don't know who is trying to impress thinking of the imaginary female who is looking at him and admiring him right nobody is looking correct but still that fellow and then going full speed okay 100 kilometers or something is going on the canterbury road like that okay so no regard for traffic rules nothing just some kind of a, you know in hindi we say taan mein khud ke taan mein in their own sweet imaginary world right of trying to impress someone who may not exist also right so unrestricted sense gratification do anything you want drink as much as you want make merry enjoy produce children accidentally 
if you don't want kill the child abort the child how does it matter hmm? like that so this is called as unrestricted sense gratification hmm? okay so what is the so for these people who want unrestricted sense gratification now when i say unrestricted it means their sense gratification is at the cost of other living entities okay at the cost of other living entities the suffering of other living entities is their enjoyment i was seeing a documentary the other day on national geography this was on saddam hussein <laughs> my goodness such a terror he was described as what a ruthless megalomania something what is that for power what is called that what mania is that mania for power is called as what something is called a specific type of mania megalomania yes i think so yeah so ruthless megalomania right power it is said that when he laughs if you don't laugh you are finished <laughs> you have to laugh <laughs> and the lady who was speaking she also imitated how he laughed <laughs> he laugh like that and you also have to say <laughs> like that if you, and when he is sober if you laugh you are killed imagine being in the proximity of such a person actually it is that many people committed suicide knowing that they are going to die at his hands <laughs> people who are proximity are also miserable people who are not in proximity also miserable right and just one eyebrow he will move an eye like that and he will look at you and it's terror and actually they are shown they are shot how he looked at people and people shivering in the audience they have actually captured all that and then he just points to that person and then his guards take away and immediately executed outside because that fellow did not obey something which he said you know so what do you think should be the destination of these kind of people who whose enjoyment is at the cost of other living entities now for them should they not get the hellish planets what is wrong if they get the 26 hellish planets because why why the lord is giving them hellish planets because the lord gives us other living entities no who you have harmed suppose i kill your brother or your son will you leave me <laughs> correct right so this is justice perfect justice for such people so hellish planets is justice where they will get they will get their punishment and hopefully get their lesson right the second type higher than this are the people who want bhukti but somewhat restricted they are not so bad they are restricted with reasonable regard to other jeeva tattvas okay but no god consciousness no god consciousness but some social responsibility who reject god and his constitutional position these are the people who get this subterranean heavenly planets who may be doing good activities for example when you go and pray many people say i don't believe in god i believe in being a good human being i donate for food food for life i donate to the poor that day i was talking to someone to take shrimad uh, bhagavatam sets that person told i'll donate but i don't want bhagavatam like so good people but can't accept krishna can't accept god like that so that that also is there right so such people they want to have a good life they work they work very hard to get a good life but they have nothing to do with god they don't want to go too deep anywhere they just want to be away but be good human beings like that so these are the people who get these subterranean heavenly planets then there are people who want sense gratification but but are pious also <laughs> they are pious they believe in some form of something up there right it could be god demi god i don't care it could be durga it could be ganesh it could be any anyone right but my desire is that i want to enjoy my life so i will pray to that person who gives me that enjoyment so these are the karmis so lord provides for them also but it is also said that even if you do such karma kanda for lifetimes after lifetimes janma koti shukriti na lagate you cannot get the shukriti by which you can escape this jail of material existence then we have the people who want sense enjoyment but who have a very high level of piety very high level and they are also but and they are also have piety towards lord krishna they accept lord krishna as the supreme this is called as bhakti mishra 
devotees. Oh, sorry, uh, karma missionary devotees. Right? Hmm. So people who believe, okay, who, are, who say that, okay, fine, you tell me I have to worship Krishna, I will worship him. But I will go to him for, with my material desires. The Lord says, Satur Vida Bhajantema, those kind of people, right? And then, they are from Bhukti, now you come to the Mukti people. Mukti also there are different types. First of all, is the bogus Mukti wise, who are anyway not going to get Mukti. But they think that they are liberated. Okay. They think that they are liberated. These are people are the Mayavaris, the impersonalists who think they are liberated. But they are not going to go anywhere because their philosophy is, I am God, you are God. Okay, when you get liberated, you will realize you are God. Okay. And therefore, the philosophy is bogus. The, there will be no, the process also which follows the philosophy is bound to be bogus. So therefore, they have to rot in the dark regions. Now, in the dark regions, I am thinking, these people will land up in the, could be landing up in the subterranean heavenly planets. Because, they may be mayavadis, but they may be good people also. They may not harm any living entity. They are Mayavadis, thinking that I die being so good, I will become God. So they could be very good candidates for subterranean heavenly planets. <laughs> then there are the failed Mukti Vajis. They are not the bogus. They wanted Mukti, but they have failed. Why? Because they started with the desire to attain Paramatma, liberation through Paramatma. But what happened? They got attracted to Siddhis. And therefore, they are now hanging in the Siddha Lokas somewhere. <laughs> Lord provides for them also a word. Then, there are the genuine Brahmavadis. Genuine Brahmavadis. Who are genuinely attracted to the impersonal effulgence of the Lord. They may not deny the existence of the personality beyond that. But they are happy in the impersonal existence. These are the genuine Brahmavadis. So, the Lord provides Brahman layer for them. Then there are those people who are undecided whether to go to the spiritual world or no. They are not decided. They, they are not, sorry, not decided. Let me not put it that way. They are not attracted to the spiritual world enough, but they are enough detached from the material world. So they will land in the in-between layer, which is the Viraja layer. Okay. I was hearing in a class many years back, Buddhists who follow non-violence, they don't harm anyone. They'll, they, you know, only in pandemic we put all this. No? They put this all the time, these masks sometimes. Jains also put like that, correct. Right. So, people, these are another set of people who don't want to harm, but they have still don't love God. But they don't want to harm any living entity. So, in between, somewhere. No qualification to enter there, no reason to be here. <laughs> right. And they are also detached, nirvana, completely detached, like that. And then there are devotees who practice bhakti but still want to enjoy the material world. Know of anyone like that? <laughs> who want to go back to the spiritual world, but who still also want to enjoy the material world. So many material desires. Hmm? And, and, and Prabhupada once said that many ISKCON devotees will land up in the heavenly planets. <laughs> now this is the difference between Divya Swar, which is the upper heavenly planets and Bela Swar, the subterranean heavenly planets. People who acknowledge the Lord, but still have that desire, I should also control a little bit. I want some position. Sometimes even in the temple, want some position. Then only I will work. Please give me position. Then I will serve very nicely. Why that person is dead? Why I am not dead? Why I am not getting this position? And they will be motivated to work only as long as they are given that position. The moment you take away the position, they will feel very uncomfortable. And then, you know, you will see that the Dedication is not that much, if you remove the position. Devotees only, no doubt about it. But even in devotional life, Prabhupada therefore writes, even in devotional life, you can do devotion in the mode of ignorance or mode of passion or mode of goodness. Of course, and then the mode of transcendental goodness, right? So, so the Lord provides, Lord is very patient with all kinds of, you know, all permutations and combinations. But one thing the Lord does for these devotees, because they acknowledge Him, Okay, and they do not, they believe, they follow the four regulatory principles, they don't believe in harming jivas, they also want to attain the Lord, but they are victims of their desire, somehow. Their desires are not predominant, they want God only, but desires are also there. So what happens, the Lord 
thinks that yes, these people are trustworthy because they acknowledge me. But at the same time, they can't enter there. Because there, no, it has to be Anya Abhilashita Junya. <laughs> so you can't go there. Therefore, demigods. So the jivas can become demigods, right? And the Lord gives power of attorney also. You take charge of digestive system, you take care of neural brain system, you take care of liver functions, you take care of excretory system, mitra. Like that. <laughs> so all demigods are positioned. Okay, people who he trusts. Okay, I can give them some power of autonomy. Not more than that. Because when you give more power of autonomy, because sometimes what happens, the material desires over over overwhelm the these kind of devotees also. Indra, he said, how can you worship Krishna, gopis? You have to worship me. I am the one who provides rainfall. Okay. How dare you worship? Then then Krishna knows how to correct them. Little bit of a slap here and there. But after the slaps which Lord Krishna gave, what happened? Indra did not say, you have slapped me, I'll see you next time. <laughs> did he say like that? No. Whatever it was, yes, he troubled <laughs> Gopis, no doubt about it. But after that he stood with folded hands. He took Surabhi in front and then stood. At least there was a sense of regret that Lord, you are the supreme, but I'm so sorry I did this because I was just, I just got carried away. You know, that's what, that was what his mood was. And the Lord still keeps giving him that power of autonomy. Okay, fine, no problem. I'll still give you that power of autonomy to be in that position. So this is the basic difference. So, and then obviously then the Lord provides for those devotees who are, who want mukti. Devotees who don't have any, who don't want to enjoy here. They want to be with the Lord. They want to enjoy, they want to serve the Lord. But they still want mukti. They don't want to come to this material world. If the Dasyaras, then they go to the Vaikuntha planets. And then if there are higher rasas, then they go to the Goloka planet. Right? For example, the great Bhajananandi saints, who are only focusing on their bhajan and they want to do Leela Pradesh. Right? The Lord provides for them also. And then the highest category of devotees. Who are they? The Ghoshtiyanandis. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nijanani. Lord Shiva, Shiva tells Parvati, Swarga apavarga narakeshu apitulyata darshanam. These devotees don't care if they have to come to this material world or whether they are in Gola Vrindavan. How does it matter? They only want to serve the Lord, Hoshti Anandis. If the Lord wants them to come down and preach, they will come down to the Bowery and then preach. Bowery of New York. <laughs> they will go to the most fallen places in the world to give the message of Godhead. Full of compassion, these people are. So, there are so many desires of living entities. The Lord is very kindly fulfilling all these desires. So, in this particular section, the Lord talks about those people. Now, it is going to give a now, we are going to go into details of the subterranean heavenly planets. I'll stop here. That's a very, very two minute summary. What is the characteristic, what is the unique thing about these subterranean heavenly planets? The unique thing is, these people don't want to be disturbed by God. <laughs> that is why they are in the subterranean planet. They want enjoyment without God consciousness. But good people. Maybe they are not troubling others. But whatever it is, the moment you say heavenly planets, then it no longer becomes karma bhumi. It becomes bhoga bhumi. Which means the karma for going there has to be done in earthly planets. For example, one of my devotee friends, you know, uh, who was in India, he told me that I am coming to Australia. I said, how come suddenly? He said, my company has given me a uh, tour to Australia as a reward for my performance on my job. He works with a big German company, right? They said, we are giving you a free tour of Australia, free for family. Go and enjoy. And they told that he is coming to, you go to Hilton Hotel. They are putting him in the top hotel because he was a real top performer in the company. He is a very good devotee. Right. He was my batchmate also in my MBA. So, um, full, his parents are also very good devotees, very good family, right? So, this devotee told me, and then uh, he was telling me, where will I get Prashadam? Now, ordinarily, someone says, Hilton Hotel, wow, the choices of wines I can order now. Enjoy, company respect. Order the right, bring that, bring this. No, he's saying, where will I get Prashadam? Right? So, this is devotee, right? I mean, it's enjoyment also, opportunities to enjoy also, they are thinking, what will I do there? Where is the nearest temple? All these inquiries was there. Okay. So, this is the nature of a devotee. Whereas, 
the Lord provides for these people who have nothing to do with them, that same Hilton Hotel. But what happens? Creates darkness there. With artificial lighting will be there in that hotel. Right? But no sunlight. So the, the Nagas have some diamonds which <laughs> dissipate the darkness. Basically, you people will darkness. Even if you get some light, what kind of light is it? It's coming from the hood of a snake. That's not auspicious. Hmm? Auspicious is that light which comes from Surya Narayan, right? Hmm? Who is a devotee of the Lord, right? Not the snake foods, right? There is no auspiciousness in the light. It is just light. What is auspicious is in disco light. In that pub also they have, shh, 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 you know, and then the light is coming. Is it same as Brahman? Will you get some Brahman? Wow, what light? What piece of mind? No. It is mundane light, right? It's light in the mode of ignorance. It's light as good as darkness. So, that is what happens here. So, despite people who are residents of these subterranean heavenly planets, they are actually the most unfortunate in this world. Because they have no, they, they are neither being punished. When you are miserable, at least you look at God, they don't even have that misery. So, completely. Ah, completely gone, no awareness of God and then everything is nice around you. But when death comes one day, what will you do? Nothing has happened. No? And what happens? Next life you may say, what happened? Next life they will come again to the earthly planet. What's the big deal? I enjoyed for as long as it was going good. So what's wrong in coming to earthly planet? I'll tell you what is wrong. Think about it. Can we go back to Bombay and work now? Can we go back to Bombay and work? In the local train, can anyone go to the local train? Can you go to Chennai and have corporate life? Buses are at 45 degree angle, it travels. The 45 AA bus. Where I tell you to, wherever that was. It travels like this. People are hanging out like this. Literally, buses are hanging like this. Right? People are sitting on rooftops of trains and travelling. Can you and I go there and work now? We have lost our ability after coming to Australia to even go to India and work. Can you imagine these people who have that kind of an opulence, even that Albert Park 1.5 million property, <laughs> they'll say, what is this, matchbox? I can't enjoy here, I want more. So they keep working, working. And if they, and if they, because they, they have already exhausted their good karma. And when they, when they do, now don't get money, 3 million dollars for the bigger house, what happens? They'll try to do something, drug peddling, something they will do, illegal, and then again falling down to the hellish planets. Now this is the biggest danger of the subterranean family planets. You get used to such a level of opulence that your, that Bijam Kutam, everything is going to come with you. The propensity to enjoy at that level without the karma. And then that will lead you to doing sinful activities and going down. So that is where, that is why the subterranean heavenly planets are the most, most dangerous. So caveat Prabhupada is giving. Don't get attracted because of these descriptions of the subterranean heavenly planets. I'll stop here. Hare Krishna. Any questions, comments? Yes, ma'am. Two, two points. One is, is what is their next destination in general? Is it, you are saying, earthly thing? Yes, 100%. Because earthly planets are the bho- are the karma bhumi. All other planets are the bhoga bhumi. Bhoga bhumi means you can have good bhoga or bad bhoga. You know, bhoga generally is associated with good. Either you are getting punished in the hellish planets or you are enjoying in the upper or lower heavenly planets. But then when you exhaust your karma, your good karma is exhausted by enjoyment. Your bad karma is exhausted by punishment. And then you have to come back to the uh, plane of activity, which is this material world. That is why this material world is considered as a place of mode of passion. Because passion, activity is a symptom of passion, material activity. Thank you. And then, uh, if we compare the residents of uh, subterranean planets and demigods, uh, the enjoyment is the same. And it's more even more now, now below. But the difference is the consciousness. Can we say that the demigods are these people are in illusion of the bodily constitution and everything? Can we say that the demigods actually are not in that illusion and they also know the constitutional positions to serve? That person they know. That's why I said demigods are people who know that Krishna is the supreme. Otherwise, why will they be why will they be given power of attorney to be demigods? Right? Krishna will only give power of attorney to someone who acknowledges it. Right? And who will ultimately be subservient. Incidentally, yes, they may have their material desires, which Krishna is fulfilling no? by giving. My dear Indra, you are a devotee, but you have this desire to control, okay, become controller for some time. Hmm? You still are attracted by Urvashi, okay, fine. You, you had a desire, no? no? That you have a wife like Miss India, Miss Universe. 
okay i will give you enjoy for some time <laughs> like that but then we cannot get trapped in that enjoyment even there the lord comes if you see even in the upper heavenly planets the lord keeps coming to motivate the devotees to attract the devotees but the only problem is in the upper heavenly planets whenever life gets good lg life is good <laughs> whenever lg happens then what happens then the intensity for bhakti doesn't come and that's the biggest problem usually even in this life we have seen most of us become sober when some misery hits otherwise we are in our own you know we are just flying like this you know ud raha hai bahut like that but then something happens and then you know you come to your senses after that so sometimes these miseries are meant to bring us down to earth and make us bring us closer to bhagwan to realize the futility of this existence so in that sense miseries are one of the biggest they are the in the long term they are the biggest good things that happen to us okay whereas all enjoyment that comes in the short term it may be good but in the long term it is not because one can get sub consumed or sub whatever is subsumed consumed whatever you call it is into into those kind of And last one, yes. did they create karma as they continue their activities up and down? No, mm-hmm. no. Karma bhumi is this. These are all bhoga bhumi. Like that. Now, it is not, now that is not karma. Now you may say, when Indra did uh, that to the gopis, but that is not karma. That is, that comes under the category of, see, when you talk about karma, you are talking about piety and sin. Aparadas don't come into that category. Aparadas is a different category. So that was an aparad, offense. and then lord had to correct him aparadhas are handled by the lord by his personal punishment so it does make sense yeah. they are all given personally by the lord and when he offend prasapati that's aparadh as well definitely it is aparadh <laughs> he didn't say no i don't i reject saintly personality he didn't say that he offended a saintly personality but he didn't say the personality was not saintly right or he didn't say that i don't believe in saints i don't believe in god no not atheist or apathetic not like that but aparadha based on policy yeah mm-hmm. and you said that the alutis they are going to be in the rajarika yes and what happens are they going to not they go up or they go down or what happens at any point in time the soul has a choice oh. the soul has a choice to take you know because even in the rajarika there is mahavishnu is there his palace is there correct even in the ocean inside that ocean that palace is there of mahavishnu where one can observe his beauty and then get attracted yeah yeah one has always at any point in time the lord is there everywhere the lord is omni what is it present is omnipresence right so in at any in any place in the cosmos he is there there is no place in the cosmos where he is not there to attract us so that it is just like the mother when the mother wants to feed vegetables to the child the mother puts some chocolate in that and then feeds vegetable you give one chocolate i'll give then you eat this vegetable okay good boy mama is giving <laughs> but does the mother want to give chocolate no the mother wants to give vegetable but some chocolate is given in between so that is called as regulation okay so in regulated mode the, it is given as a reward for being a good boy for eating vegetables so the but the goal is not to eat chocolates the goal is to eat vegetables <laughs> right so therefore the goal is not sense gratification but sense gratification is given eventually so that one can gradually cut down so if a person is drinking alcohol and fallen in the gutter you cannot tell him madanake mahabhava pradharani correct directly he is not ready for it so the first instruction you will give him drink but do not fall in the gutter <laughs> do okay i am not falling in the gutter no problem good boy drink but don't beat your wife after drinking don't beat wife after drinking okay next big instruction third big instruction is drink little 
mm-hmm. drink but little control so that at least you know you don't get sex desire after drinking you don't go to any woman and misbehave right so slower and slower and slower so if you see that if, if the the evolution of religion is also based on this only actually one day i was doing a bhakti workshop program somebody asked me what is the difference why so many religions are there okay why not one religion actually there is only one religion which is called as sanatana dharma the eternal religion they asked me what about christianity is christianity better or hinduism is better first of all there is no word called as hinduism in the scriptures correct so hinduism is that way not a not a god made religion in that sense right but what about christianity i follow christianity then obviously the question i asked that person was you follow christianity who spoke christianity is as jesus christ was jesus christ a christian because he spoke something before jesus christ or after jesus christ because he was jesus christ right so where was his reference point whatever he spoke you branded as christianity but what did he speak was what what anity was it that he spoke before you heard it and you branded it as christianity so that is sanatan dharma that is eternal religion so all these prophets and masihas whoever come messengers of god they are genuine they speak from eternal religion but they speak according to time place and circumstance for example one particular prophet when he came he said do not have sex with your own mother at least if you want to marry 10 wives to take but don't have don't think of your own mother in that way but does it mean having 10 wives is the highest religion, highest uh, uh, what is that uh, symptom of god consciousness no okay even in vedas don't the vedas talk about alcohol yes there is sautramani yagya vedas talk about sautram sautramani yagya they say if you want to drink alcohol yes there is a particular procedure you have to follow <laughs> if you want to eat a goat there is a particular process you have to follow so the scriptures talk to, the scriptures are like syllabus which is grade 1 syllabus grade 2 syllabus grade 3 syllabus university master syllabus and phd syllabus now each the each of this grade 1 grade 2 syllabus you can call as 1111 regulation sometimes a set of regulations is branded as a religion but the highest religion is savai pumsa paro dharma yato bhakti radokshate ahai tuki apratihata yayatma sutrati highest religion is that by which men can attain love of god but regulation is a step towards coming to that stage so i don't know is it the help you know the answer namo no i know you are asking from a preaching point of view what you don't know i believe that do you want me to go to the subterranean heavenly blankets of the 20th century to to be having believe that they are hotel for foreigners and catering manager javed sir hotel for manager catering job devotees will go there also bhagwan prabhu is caterers to all these hotels quarantine hotel devotees see krishna is sent there also right you are doing an amazing so many devotees are told that during quarantine there are the souls of carrying krishna prasad so this is devotee anything else okay stop ventrakshiman bhagavatam ki jai